one. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the brand new season of For the Love of Books podcast featuring Indian and small press authors with host author Emma Polova. I would like to thank our major sponsor, Doc Shaban. Today, I will be chatting with Lowell author Cynthia Beach, who will announce the details of her book giveaway of The Surface of Water at the end of the interview. Cynthia Beach is a longtime professor of creative writing and author of Creative Juices for Writers and novel The Surface of Water. Her articles, short stories, and contributions appear in newspapers, journals, and books like Hope in the Morning, Zondervan's Grief Bible. Hello, Cynthia. How are you today? Hi, Emma. I'm delighted to be on your program. Thank you. It's awesome to have you. Could you give us a brief summary of the surface of water? So it's 2006, and the only person who can uncover his secret has arrived. We're talking about my main characters, Matthew Goodman, Pastor Matthew Goodman, who leads an enormous mega church in Chicago. And the co-protagonist, Trish Card, who is here to help him learn some lessons. Oh, She's a 25-year-old who has had a very difficult life, okay. no privilege, not anything like the privilege Matthew Goodman has experienced, um, and away we go. And away we go. Sounds like a great plot. What inspired you? Basically, can you tell us about the whole writing process from the initial idea to the bookshelf of your local bookstore or Amazon? Well, my my journey in this book, Emma, was arduous and difficult. Um, it The writing of it was easy. So the story came to me like a thunderclap in 2008. So, you know, a fair number of years ago now. Mm -hmm. And um, I wrote it quickly. I am a full-time prof, as you said, and no. wrote it over Christmas break. Oh, you're kidding me. No. The and then book? Yes. And then the work began. And um, so that was 08. Then 2010, I had the wonderful privilege of having Hugh Cook, who's a Canadian literary writer. Mm -hmm. um, he became functioned as my uh, editor, okay. and learned. I learned so much from him. He praised me enough that I was greatly encouraged and ready for this long journey, you know. Um, but also was I needed to be criticized and was right, and right. took to heart, sure. you know, his words. Uh -huh. um, and then I entered an MFA program in fiction writing and used this story as my master's thesis. And that meant I worked hard in multiple revisions on it um, again and again, and felt like the story was so much stronger uh -huh. by 2014. But I got no after no. Um Publishers just weren't interested, you know, a character of a pastor, um, that kind of thing. So I eventually self-published it in 2020. And um, I was pleased that my story was out. It got 
good response, um, although I was limited in my distribution, right? Um, but then, lo and behold, I was on my way to Ireland for novel research for a new series I'm working on, and I got a email from InterVarsity Press saying, I've read your story. What do you think about InterVarsity publishing it? So it's now coming out with InterVarsity in April of this year. Wow. Well, congratulations. Yeah. yeah thank you. A dream you have come to be true. excited because that's yeah. very unusual. That yes, first right. You go the non traditional route and then a publisher picks it up. Yeah. I just, it's been a incredible and working with Cindy Bunch, who has been my main editor. Mm -hmm. um, she's just been wonderful. And I've learned so much from her. And back to the process, what sparked the initial idea? I mean, is this based in a little bit of truth? Emma, that's such a good question. Um, Tolkien had a notion that we have within our soul as writers, a compost pile. This was mm -hmm. his metaphor for yes. all the things that, you know, the characters we meet, our family members and so forth, our experiences. And part of my compost pile was actually like a very thing. Oh yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Uh, where we where we draw, it's the rich soil that we draw our characters from. Yes. Um, and part of mine came from a high school English teacher who taught me the poem Richard Corey. Okay. And Richard Corey was written by a very famous American poet, E.A. Robinson, won mm -hmm. three Pulitzers. Um, and it's about the town gentleman who, the celebrity who everybody admires and wants to be. He's wealthy, he's slim, you know, and so forth. Okay. And at the end of the poem, it's shocking because he suicides. And when I met that in high school, it it blew me away um, mm -hmm. because I was naive. And I didn't understand that people who seem to have it all could be so filled with despair or be so lost, you know? Yeah. And that was, that is my megachurch pastor. He's a Richard Corey, oh, where he no. has been, he, yeah, he is caught in his celebrity image mm -hmm. and he's imprisoned by it. Okay. Nice. That is very cool what you gleaned from that compost pile. What was the biggest challenge in writing the surface of water and how did you overcome it? I think the no, 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 you know, was so difficult. It must have. Uh, yes. And I feel like I hit despair and then went beyond it. And the word for me was desolate. I became desolate over, yeah. you know, the lack of reception. Sure. Um, I got a yes from a publisher. They're interested in doing it. Mm -hmm. And a few months later, I learned they went into bankruptcy. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of the end for me. I just, I was done trying to find a traditional publisher for it. So I think yeah. that was most difficult for mm -hmm. me. That sounds like a major challenge, truly. 
what was the most gratifying part in this entire process? Well, when I self-published, uh, a few people I admired uh, you know, bought it and began to tell me that once they started reading it, they couldn't put it down. And nice. I had friends complaining that, you know, they're kept up at night. And that was enormously gratifying <laughs> for this story that wouldn't let me go. That is very nice. How about any surprises, discoveries, or epiphanies while writing this book? My co-protagonist, Trish Card, 25-year-old, um, grew up in extreme poverty in Chicago. And the research I did taught me much. Mm -hmm. I'm a dentist's daughter. I haven't had the life that Trish has had. And uh, one thing I learned in the building of the Chicago Housing Authority high-rises, medicine cabinets were put into walls without a wall blocking their neighbors. So if you opened up your medicine cabinet to save money, there would not be a wall separating um, your neighbor's bathroom. And so You're people could- me. No, people Never could peer in. That. Yeah. So very oh. dehumanizing. Mm -hmm. And okay. uh, more than one mur murder took place because of that choice that was made to right. save some money. So things like that surprised me, Emma. Oh, that surprised me too. I've never heard of such a thing. I know, right? That's horrible. What do you feel you did right? No one else could have done it like you. <laughs> I think I got the complexity of my characters. Mm -hmm. um, Matthew Goodman is a pastor and I, I love him. I'm respectful uh, mm -hmm. towards him, but I think I'm also truthful on how we can become arrogant. And I, I think, I think a, a bit of me is Goodman and that's becoming a professor when I was young, I was probably about 24 mm -hmm. when I started and I felt the whole image thing myself where I was expected to be the person in the room who had the answer. And right. that can be really bad medicine for us. Yes, definitely. What would you have done differently? Oh, maybe. Okay. I, I feel uncertain with that question. I think maybe I would say... rest more in the process, okay. um, believe, you know, that a door will open. Um, I think maybe I would say that, but I worked hard and long on that, Emma. I don't, I don't know if I would have taken the story anywhere else than what the story went. Sounds like it. Absolutely. What have you learned about yourself from writing this book? I can persevere. No <laughs> I've kidding. learned that. Yeah. So there's something about 
writing a novel and finishing it that made me feel like, okay, I can do complete this. things. You know, I can complete this Afghan that I'm crocheting. Um, so it's a good feeling. It, it, it gave me a, a good feeling. I agree. It is a very good feeling. What are the major takeaways from the surface of water? I think a takeaway is spiritual leaders are human mm -hmm. and complex. Sometimes I think in churches, church members want a one-dimensional person to be leading them, but we're never one-dimensional. Um, mm -hmm. So I think that's part of the story. I think spiritual leaders can become very lost. We hear a lot of stories about that. Um, I think people who are very opposite can help each other a great deal and be important social mirrors. My two co-protagonists are that for each other. Uh, Trish okay. Card is an excellent social mirror for Pastor Goodman. And he, he kind of comes back alive through Trish's Fierce commitment to truth. Okay. So do you feel that we have high expectations of our spiritual leaders and that may lead them into these, let's say, blind streets or? Indeed, right? Um, mm -hmm. I think we have very high expectations. Mm -hmm. And I think on one end, there can be naivety or okay. preferred naivety, mm -hmm. um, where we don't want someone to be complex, like our maybe our parents, you know, we want our parents to kind of be one dimensional yes. um, until, right, until we're mature adults and mm -hmm. understand That's a very the complexity, good analogy. right, of who mm -hmm. they are. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I think we do that to spiritual leaders. And I think... Mm -hmm. In psychology, there's transference. So people mm -hmm. want uh, the pastor to be their mom or dad, uh, yeah. even, you know, so there's, there's much at work uh, in that, in that relationship. And what's it like to be that person who's carrying all this expectation? Right. It must be harder than we think. Yes, Right. I never yeah. thought along these lines until this interview. Oh. Thank you, Cynthia. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, would you do it all over again? This book and your writing career. Do you have any regrets? I don't. I I can't believe it, but I still am in love with writing. And I have a writing desk. My grandpa holds house's desk that I sit at and overlook a, a quiet meadow. Um, and it is my happy place still, despite years of mm -hmm. no, 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 um, despite the years of revision and not right. not having this story that I so believed in have a reception at all, you know, for right. years. Um, but I love writing and it's so deeply wired into who I am and how I see things and how I see people. I, I don't regret it at all. In fact, I would say being older 
is helping me move through this time now of um, more people knowing me and uh, yeah. knowing my story. And I feel better equipped. I'm turning 60 uh, soon. And I just, I feel better equipped being older. Yeah. All the experience, right? We hope. <laughs> we, we hope, hope. so. <laughs> yeah. What do you think made you persevere, kept you going? Well, initially it was like I was too young to give up. And then suddenly it was like I was too old to give up. Yeah. Um, so switch. Mm -hmm. yeah, I had written a novel before this and mm -hmm. encountered the same, you know, no, 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 no. And, yeah. yeah. And sometimes we have a novel or two that will sit in our drawer forever. And yep. it's important mm -hmm. learning ground for us. Uh, we may love the story, but it just might not be commercial. Um, right. And it's, it's us learning our art, our, the fiction craft. Um, so I had that and the surface of water was the next novel and there was just something about it. I couldn't let go of it. Um, so yeah. Yeah. What is the most bizarre or interesting thing that has ever happened to you during an in-person author's event? Oh dear. <laughs> you must have had a few, right? Yeah, I've had a few. I think I'll edit one. Um, <laughs> Some yeah. of them are out of this world. Yes, I might I might plead the fifth on that one, Emma. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so what's next on your writing journey? Well, I have a sequel for The Surface of Water. Okay. And I've been... I have it drafted, um, but I'm a pantser, so I do things backwards. So backwards. now that I've drafted it, are you a pantser, Emma? Um, are you sometimes. a plotter? Okay, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sometimes, you know, I flip between the two. Yes. Well, a pantser is someone, as you know, who just jumps in and writes. Jumps in. Mm -hmm. Yes, and that's what I did with the sequel. So I have it written. I know I see the story mm -hmm. and now I'm going back and doing a lot of research and loving okay. it. So I work full time. It's busy. My semesters are busy. So sure. right now I have a goal of three hours a week of research and mm -hmm. I um, stack my classes on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So I've got mm -hmm. some wiggle room on Tuesday, Thursday, Saturdays mm -hmm. and have been moving forward in researching and just really, especially Chicago. And then also I have a new viewpoint character who is a policeman. And I just, I need to learn a lot about that world. About that, right? Yeah. That whole yeah. police world. Yeah. That whole, right. like, that's a whole different world. Yes. I experimented with that too. Oh. Uh, yeah. So would you like to read to us? Cynthia? I would love to. Thank you. The excerpt I'm reading is the prologue. Okay. The surface of water. Matthew Goodman stood alone. Wind-driven sand skittered along Lake Michigan as waves smashed. Snowpacks still spotted the wide and empty beach. The March wind had swept everyone away. 
builders and beachcombers. He breathed. No cameras, no IMAX screens, no 10,000 seats, alone, finally. He should go, too. It was nearly two hours back to Chicago. Instead, he hunched deeper into his wool coat, swiveling towards the site. They had made plans. Now it was only when. He had diverted funds 20 years ago against Ronnie's wishes to build a chapel, a holy space for God. It would perch on the overlook at Living Waters, past the condos and pool and seat-crammed deck. A chapel where walls of windows would watch the far stretch of water. This was the rare desire that moved him anymore. It was the least he could do for the one who had given him much. Here at his thin space, as the Irish would say, his shoulders lowered. When had the thin places gone thick? The wind buffeted the beach grass. The straw-like grass hadn't regained its color. He tensed and turned. The lake was a rolling plain that beckoned, and he walked toward it. His Alan Edmonds neared the moving edge. One swim. That's what he wanted. His energy lifted. That's what he wanted most. The icy water would be a friend. It would quiet things. It would quiet everything. The water would give him what he sorely wanted. A chance to disappear. Nice. Very cool. I love that. Thank you, Emma. Very nice. Could you announce the details of your book giveaway of The Surface of Water? So the book comes out in April 9th, and I would be glad to send the first person who emails me at Cynthia.Beach. I'll spell it C-Y-N-T-H-I-A dot Beach, B-E-A-C-H at cornerstone.edu. Okay, one more time, your email. So my email is Cynthia, C-Y-N-T-H-I-A dot Beach, B-E-A-C-H at cornerstone.edu. So that person will get a signed copy of your book. And I wanted to ask you, when does your sequel come out? <laughs> Just for my personal. <laughs> Thank you, Emma. I wish I could tell you for sure. I'm I'm aiming for September. Oh, wow. Um, I may, that is fast. Yeah, thank mm -hmm. you. I may uh, self-publish it again, and okay. we'll see. Um, but I'm I'm hoping September. We'll see, though. Go for it. All right. And now parting shots from each one of us. You first, Cynthia. You're my guest. Well, I think the surface of water is for people who like to look deeper 
into people. And it's a story that delivers that for sure. I have to look deeper into that. I am fascinated by this theme, by the whole premise. Okay, and my parting shots are write indie, buy indie, and read indie. Read your local newspapers for inspiration. Keep your fingers on the keyboard and your butt in the chair. Goodbye. Thank you for listening.